1: JT on news talk 1480
0: WHBC How many times did Andy Logan text you over the weekend
1: I'm laughing um uh, a-, a few times mm. <laughs> one real good was it Well, and nobody was happy with what happened over the weekend. Man, the Buckeyes uh, lay an egg again, third year in a row. Yeah, if you're looking for the scarlet and gray-colored glasses through those, hey, they only lost by six this time, so that's progress. But still, you lost the rivalry game, and that's not acceptable at Ohio State. Bottom line.
0: Well, they didn't get blown out. That's part of it. Yeah, and I will look through those rose-colored glasses and say I was still at least in position to win this game. It wasn't a blowout.
1: Yeah, but still they didn't have their no. head coach. You were supposed to be healthy. You were supposed to have the better players. So I that, that nah. you've gotta play your best
0: when yeah. the time calls for it against the better opponents. Let's let's see what Jeff Logan has to say about it. Joining us right now from ninety nine seven the Blitz, six ten WTVN Columbus. Tough weekend for this guy, Jeff Logan. Jeff, what do you see in a game like this?
2: Well, no good for the entire state of Ohio come uh, end of the day on Sunday, right, guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was uh, right. a real stinker from that standpoint. Um, you know, my take on this game is that we've missed a terrific opportunity to bury the team up north at a point in time when when um, all of this scandal was going on, mm-hmm. and it would have probably meant something to be able to win this game, and, and we just we didn't play good enough down the stretch. I think our defense uh failing to get a stop on any of the four drives in the second half was really the difference maker in the game uh, because I think that would have certainly put us in a better position to be able to compete as we, you know, got to the final minutes of the game.
0: Jeff, let's talk a little bit about head coach Ryan Day. And and I'm not one of these guys that, oh, fire the coach, we lost, and it's his third in a row. But at times, situationally, I don't know if the moment is too big for him or if he makes the right decisions, and I don't know if that's because he doesn't have the proper staff in place. We've seen before when his defense didn't play up to snuff, he went out and got another defensive coordinator. I'm not saying we need a new offensive coordinator, but at times he made the same mistakes Saturday that he made last year against Georgia. What do you do with Ryan Day?
2: You know, the only criticism that I've got is that, uh, you know, Ryan has got an awful lot on his plate right now as the head coach. And, yes, he's got uh, Brian Hartline named as the offensive coordinator, but it's fairly obvious that he is Mm -hmm. taking, you know, most of that responsibility for the football team on a go-forward basis. And it's his prerogative to make that decision. And you remember last year at the end of the season, he said he needed to give up some of those responsibilities and I think it's uh, yet to be determined how much of that was shared with Brian Hartline during the year. Uh, I was a little uncomfortable with the fact that we did not go for it on fourth and one Mm -hmm. or fourth and and one-and-a-half there and opted for the field goal. I I thought it was time to be able to put the game in the hands of your offense and uh, be willing to take that risk. Uh, The team up north was taking risks Mm -hmm. all day. They went for fourth down on – They played Uh, to win. Three separate times.
0: Yeah, they played the win. Jeff, I want to ask you about pressure as it relates to Coach Ryan Day. And I don't know if this is just because that's where the cameras were focused this week or the last couple of weeks, even in the Notre Dame game, even in the Penn State game. It seems as though there's too much bickering going on with the officials. Is that normal? We just haven't seen it. Or is that just being over-exaggerated this season?
2: I think it's a little over exaggerated. I, I, you know, my attitude is I think that, uh, this is a cohesive team with a cohesive staff. I think they communicate well with one another. The pressure is unbelievable, guys. And, uh, but if you're making $10 million a year, that comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of the assistant coaches are included in that as well. We've got the highest paid guys in the country. Uh, we've got a, a terrific roster. And I think we went up against a very good team up north, um, that probably benefited by not having Jim Harbaugh on their sideline.
1: (laughs) Jeff, uh, I'm not ready to fire him this year, but this, this is where I'm at with Ryan Day based on these numbers. Two and six versus top five teams. One and three against Michigan, three straight losses. Two and three in bowl games. Two similar to John Cooper's numbers that lasted 13 years before they made a decision. My belief is this. You give Ryan Day, based on his overall record, another year, right? And if he loses a fourth straight game to Michigan, for me, I, I've got to start looking in, in another direction. So is that seat that he'll be sitting on all off season as hot as I think it should be?
2: No, I think probably so. I We, we made the comment uh, down here, and I think I shared with you guys last week that if he didn't win this game in Ann Arbor with all of the noise going on with what they have been doing up there, uh, that if you come back to to Columbus and, and uh, you're number four in this uh would certainly be an absolute required win for Ryan Day. And, uh, and again, not to be that he's fired that next day if it's not right, uh, but I think this would be a very uncomfortable place for Ryan Day and for a new athletic director and a new president of the university, quite frankly, that'll be on staff into 2024. Um, let it be clear, I do not, believe that ryan day should be gone um i i think he is terrific i think he's a great recruiter i think he's got a great offensive mind uh but ultimately uh you have got to uh make this rivalry a rivalry and compete better than Owen three in the last three years
0: okay let me ask you this as it pertains to our offense then uh jeff logan how much did the loss of kevin wilson leaving the program hurt kyle mccord in his maturation as the qb1 at ohio state
2: it's really hard to, to to determine that. You know, Kevin's got a, a great offensive mind, and I think he and Ryan Day worked well together. I think the development of Ryan Day along with uh, the offensive staff that he has, and Brian Hartline is a big, big part of that offense going forward. Um, you know, uh, Kevin Wilson didn't coach the quarterbacks. Ryan Day coached the quarterback. So the loss of him to Tulsa uh, I think is an adjustment, but I don't think it's a loss.
1: I look at this team right now, Jeff, and JT and I were talking about the backdoor, right? Last year, they backdoored their way in and almost beat Georgia. Should have beat Georgia, right? Sure. Um, yep. And a number of things have to happen, okay? But as I look at that, do, hey, do I think they're as good as Washington? Absolutely. Do I think they're as good as Oregon? Yes. But do I think they're as good as Georgia or or Michigan? No. So what has to happen? Like Alabama needed a miracle, and their guys had the clutch gene, their coach, whatever you want to call it, and they come up and win that game yesterday in a similar situation, late-game situation. They throw the touchdown, Ohio State throws the pick. What, what do you think that the difference is from a winning program that, when you talk winning championships recently, Alabama versus Ohio State, who's been close but doesn't seem to get it done?
2: Yeah, you know, Alabama had the same result, not the same kind of play, but the same result that we had against Notre Dame earlier in this year, you know, making a play at the very end of the ballgame. And if you look at the way that that play was executed at Alabama, you know, there's uh, obviously there's great skill involved. There's, uh, you know, good decision-making by your quarterback involved, but there's an awful lot of luck involved in that as well. But, you know, you got to be lucky sometimes to be really, really good. And when you talk about us being able to compete with all of the other teams in the country, I agree with you. That um, you know, can can we stand toe to toe with the likes of Florida State and Oregon and, and Washington? Uh, yeah, I think so. And and to be determined against a team like Georgia, the only one I'm sure about is the one that we lost on Saturday. And right now, as painful as it is, you got to yeah. say that the team up north is a little bit better than we are right now.
0: So, Jeff, what are they talking about now? If if somehow and we don't get a ton of help and make it into the football playoffs. Where do the Buckeyes go? What will be the bowl game? I heard Orange Bowl maybe versus Louisville.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it will come down to what happens in that uh, Louisville-Florida State game. Mm -hmm. Uh, See what happens if, uh, you know, conference champions, does Louisville get into that Final Four, if they're able to upset uh, Florida State. I don't know. I don't know how that's all going to shake out. I think Ohio State maybe in the Orange Bowl, um, you know, and Florida State I think would be a, a terrific matchup. Uh, even though they don't have their quarterback to be able to finish their season. So uh, I I will tell you this, though, that uh, we'll see what happens with uh, teams like Texas, who is ranked behind Mm -hmm. us right now. The idea of an Ohio State-Texas game somewhere might not be uh, a bad draw either.
0: Pretty safe to assume we've seen the last of Marvin Harrison Jr. in a Buckeye uniform. Any other underclassmen you're hearing rumblings about maybe going to the NFL?
2: Well, you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to have some decisions to make. And, and Marvin Harrison and Buka, Ibuka, uh, certainly uh, two of those guys that are, that are in the mix. Uh, Trevion Henderson is a guy that is completing his third season. I think he has to stay to be able to prove that he's got some durability and the value of a running back. Uh, you know, I don't think he's a first-round draft pick. I don't think any running back anymore is a first-round draft pick, the way the NFL is working. Um, but then on the other side, you got Tommy Eichenberg. Uh, who actually has another year of eligibility should he ch- uh, choose to stay. Uh, you know, Jack Sawyer, uh, 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 Jalen uh, Tuamaluwau on the end, he's got a decision to make as well. And I think the makeup of this football team in the future is going to be really dependent upon what happens with signing, what happens with uh, the transfer portal. Uh, the quarterback situation come spring practice will be interesting as well. I mean, you've, you've got... Uh, the heir apparent coming back. Uh, you got Devin Brown who certainly wants to comp- compete. You've got Lincoln Keenholz, the kid from South Dakota who was an all-world uh, athlete. Can he come in and make things happen? And then Aaron Noland, this kid from Georgia, who is supposed to be the, the next second coming, mm-hmm. uh, is coming to Ohio State next year. So I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens with this football team.
0: Kenny, stop making that face. When you talk about these linebackers at Ohio State, I will remind you of one name. Uh, I'll remind you of one name, and I'm being serious. Barron Browning, you thought he stunk at Ohio State. He is a stud at the Denver
2: Broncos. It's amazing how some guys can compete so well at the professional level. and They're very average at the the college level. And then there's other guys that, that have the ability to be able to exceed and win Heisman trophies at the college level, right. and they get in the NFL, and they absolutely stink. So uh, it's really hard to tell. Uh, but when the paychecks are coming in, some guys' uh, buttons get pushed pretty quick.
1: All right, I want to go back to the quarterback position, Jeff, and tell me if I'm on to something here, okay? Because ever since Ryan Day uh, took over for Urban Meyer, the quarterback position has changed from this perspective. No longer Like Urban Meyer, is he looking for a dual-threat quarterback? He's looking for a drop-back passer, and here are my numbers to back that up. Uh, In the Michigan game specifically, Kyle McCord, one carry, minus three yards. C.J. Stroud, last year, two carries, minus three yards. C.J. Stroud, two years ago, uh, three years ago, uh, six carries, minus 30 yards. All three losses. Back in 19, the last time Ohio State beat Michigan, Justin Fields, The threat of a running quarterback, six carries for 25, and then you go back, Dwayne Haskins, 34 yards, uh, J.T. Barrett and Haskins, almost 100 yards. The threat of a – to me, as I look at how Michigan wants to play defensively, bully ball on that, the one thing they were fearful of was that dual threat running quarterback, and Ohio State's done away with that. Should they change their approach to recruiting a quarterback to have a dual threat back there at QB?
2: You know, I think the uh, the game of football has changed where that quarterback has to be an RPO guy, run-pass option. Yes. And you've got to have the athlete back there that has the capacity to be able to do that. And, you know, J.J. McCarthy was one of those guys. They brought in their second-team quarterback to actually uh, run a play for them during the game uh, against us. And I, and, and I would agree with you, uh, uh, Kenny. I do think that there is a need to be able to have – Uh, a guy that can beat you running the football. I watched the Philadelphia Eagles last night, and uh, you watch what those two quarterbacks did uh, in that game. They were both the leading rushers in the NFL for their professional football teams as well as the leading passer, obviously, for each of those teams. So I think the idea of being able to have somebody back there that can hurt you both ways is absolutely important going forward.
1: And to me – and. That's on Ryan Day. He's recruiting that guy. He's the offensive coordinator. He's recruiting the guy he wants to run his offense, and he's gotten away from that. Do you think he's able to look in the mirror this offseason and realize that I need to get one in the transfer portal or uh, hopefully one of these guys that, that you mentioned, the young kid that's already there and the one coming in, that they are a dual threat guy?
2: Yeah, it may be interesting to see how what what step they go in that direction. I know that you know, Ryan Day you know, likes to stretch the field uh, horizontally and uh, vertically. And one of the ways of being able to do that is to have that quarterback go out the back door. Now, again, you don't need to have uh, JT Barrett. Um, you don't need to have Troy Smith in there, uh, but you need somebody that can be a threat to be able to tuck the ball and run. And look at CJ Stroud in the NFL. Uh, he has turned himself into a pretty decent run at rusher yep. uh, from that quarterback spot.
1: Yeah, and it's just for, you know, just the talk show host, right? I'm diving into all these. I'm looking for a common denominator. I'm looking for a reason, right? And that just jumped to the, the forefront when I looked at the last three losses, and the quarterbacks have combined for minus 36 yards rushing, okay? And all the Not other eight enough. wins, be, yeah, it, on the other eight wins before that, there was the threat of a running quarterback or a legitimate running quarterback, and Michigan had no answer for it. So I'm just wondering well, why they got away from that. A couple that. of things you got to take into mind, Kenny, and I think
0: this, Jeff, this is my idea. When Quinn Ewers decided to transfer to Texas, I don't think there was really a plan B in place to have the replacement for C.J. Stroud, whether he ran the ball or not. We're seeing how good of a quarterback he is. He could be the MVP in the NFL. We'll find out a little bit later on this season, but he's playing extremely well. Uh, If you wanted a mobile quarterback, maybe that quarterback was going to be Devin Brown, and he just didn't seem like he was really... To anoint whoever the next quarterback was going to be at the beginning of the season, he didn't make um, De- he didn't make C- he didn't make Kyle McCord the starter until after the first game.
2: Correct? That is correct, and it it, it seemed to take a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: obviously, through spring practice and through the fall, before we really got that vote of confidence going into the Notre Dame game, who was going to be QB one, and so that's why I think it's probably. Uh, going to be a wide-open affair come spring.
0: Well, what was the difference? Was Devin Brown the more mobile quarterback? Because obviously we didn't really get to see him air it out that much this season. We saw him in the goal line.
2: I think it was just truly a matter of trust. The guy okay. that uh, Ryan Day felt most comfortable with going out there and managing uh, the, 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 the offensive football team. Uh, and, and again, uh, a level of trust more so than anything else.
1: Well, do you think that level has changed? Urban Meyer said it did back uh, when Penn State and Ohio State played that neither coach had trust in their
2: quarterback. Yeah, it sure was obvious at that point that they were uh, getting very, very conservative. And, uh, you know, I think they've got uh, you talk about Penn State. They've got a, a real challenge on their hands because they've got a pretty good kid coming out of Columbus that's going over there. A kid that played here at uh, Olin Tangy uh, that's going to be a really good quarterback. And we may not see Drew Aller as the starting quarterback next year at Penn State.
1: Uh, that'll be interesting. Hey, transfer portal—that's what that <laughs> there you, you know—that's hey. what it's there for. So, well, Arch Manning, hey. uh, Drew Aller—who knows? We're seeing decommits yeah. at the hardest position in all
0: of sport, all over the place. Two kids just decommitted from Colorado. Maybe that's because Dion's kids coming back. Maybe it's because Dion's leaving. We don't know, but it makes it very hard, very interesting this time yeah. of year. Who's going to be offered a scholarship, or who's not going to go because there is somebody in the transfer portal?
2: Yeah. There's there's nil money flying around. There's all kinds of things that are so totally different in this game of football. So the free agent season uh, basically will begin here in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, Braxton Miller, Terrell Pryor, J.T. Barrett, uh, hey, all running quarterback. I'm just saying, Jeff. I, I spent I uh, about two hours. Yeah, but we doing also, that research. Kenny, you can't last do that because
0: then you go back and you say J.T. Barrett ran the ball more than Carlos Hyde. You don't
1: want that either. No, but you need the well, threat of that, and the Buckeyes do not we, have that well, at all.
2: What we need are wins against the team up north, and uh, and get in the Final Four next year, the Final Twelve, yeah, and play for a national championship. And I think that's what we're all shooting for.
0: How about that? All right, Jeff, we lose, appreciate the time. Lose that game, and next year you're still in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there you it, go. Yeah,
2: hey, it's been it's well, it, been great to be with you guys again all season long. I really appreciate it, and uh, love to talk to the people in Stark County and. Uh, we had 32 Logans down here for Thanksgiving that we had an absolutely terrific time. And and the uh, matriarch of the family, Gloria, was there. Uh, got a chance to see all of her grandkids and great-grandchildren awesome. as well. Uh, forget about their, the sons and daughters. I mean, we don't, <laughs> yep. we don't matter when, when that comes into play. So uh, best to her and best to everybody in Stark County. Hey, Jeff,
0: when you guys get together, do you have a turkey bowl and go at your brother, Andy?
2: Boy, we used oh, I'd pay to, for but, that. Uh, I would it, pay to watch the that. Injuries are, the, the injuries are too risky right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff, thanks for everything You're all season. We'll talk to you down the road.
2: All right, guys. Go Bucks,
1: Go Bucks. Go Bucks. I'd there pay money to see it. Could you
0: imagine? <laughs> just watch Jeff Logan run over his brother, Andy. I'd pay money.
1: Oh, what do you mean? You don't think Andy could bring down? No Jeff? chance. Oklahoma drill, no. baby. Mono,
0: hey, y mono He wouldn't stop Kevin Shaheen on the goal line.
1: Oh, geez. Kevin Here weighs we a go. buck
0: twenty. <laughs> <laughs>